I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about number ones. Uh, that's right. We are back into normal comic book time. Thank you for everybody who wrote into our feedback episode a couple of days ago. Uh, but we are into some comic books now. We're starting at the very beginning, Gary. X-Men number yep. one. Yeah. Uncanny X-Men. 1963. Uh, before they made good comics, <laughs> yell at me. <laughs> um, uh, I have read those old Fantastic Fours. They are more fun than this, uh, but these are all just funny. To yeah, me. These are these are full of really unintentionally hilarious stuff. As you're looking back at it, uh, I like even like to the form of not really knowing what people's powers are um, just yet. Mm-hmm. So like you know, Magneto with the magnetic waves and things like that. Like we've just we've come so far, Gary. We've come so far. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing Magneto can't do yeah. uh, in this. And like the the weirdness of this even starts on the cover where you have uh, Angel with a bazooka uh, that he doesn't use that has the plugged up end. And then Marvel Girl is there. Yep. Uh, doesn't appear to be doing anything. It's kind of standing in the background helpless. I am. Um, uh, very 60s. There's a couple of things on this cover I like a whole lot, though, because number one, like Iceman's form in this uh, where he's like mm-hmm. fully frosty. Uh, he doesn't have a face. And I really like that. I really, yeah, yeah. I really like faceless Iceman for some reason. Um, Snow Iceman. And then in the top quarter where like the price is for some reason, like the weird slouchy Cyclops in that just really works for me. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. He looks like a, like a kangaroo, like looking over the, the fucking Savannah or some shit. I don't know. He, he's got a real Napoleon dynamite posture. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big psych fan. I use, I use Cyclops for my uh, profile pictures on various, you know, social media sometimes. And I, I think I might try to adapt that guy if I can find a better copy. So. Oh, it, that, that's a great, great picture. It also is like perfectly level uh, visor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's super good <laughs> like they used a level you know what like it, they, you, they use it you know what it is yeah. it's it's the fucking venture brothers he looks like 24 at least look like 24 oh, dressed look like up 24. like cyclops that's what it is that's exactly what he looks like and the costumes are kind of like <laughs> it like, is wow, <laughs> yeah, the old x-men costumes are not that different than the monarch's henchmen that's really funny um uh, one of the things of this first uh issue like we're gonna get into in detail but isn't it kind of crazy how they basically had magneto from the start in yeah. terms of the look mm-hmm like out of all these designs, Magneto, this old Magneto still looks pretty cool. Like the demon horns on his helmet are a little bit much Yep. early on, but he still looks cool. Like this was a good design. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. Um, it's wild to me that they just developed that in the 1960s. They were like, yep, this is, this is what we're going to do. This is that we got it <laughs> basically forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to get into it. Uh, this is, you know, written by Stanley drawn by Jack Kirby. Uh, who you know need no introduction um I, I if we end up covering more stanley and jack kirby stuff uh, as a blanket thing um i am not really educated on his malfeasance and like taking credit from people mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of like creator rights stuff that is very valid and about uh you know him just kind of making notes on a napkin jack kirby having to do all the writing and then him getting all the credit uh, I'm not in favor of that or anything, but if you're like, why aren't you guys talking about that? For me, at least it's cause I don't know very much about it. So and, it's and, not a, an endorsement. Yeah. And uh, the yeah, silence is our, our silence is not an endorsement. And also like, I, I feel very leery of talking about any of that stuff, uh, not being very educated in it. And also like we're a comedy podcast, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, I guess that's the other thing too. We will, we will talk about issues as we feel we need to talk about issues, but like at a certain point, like we're not going to relitigate some, whatever crazy shit has been happening in the last 60 years with, with this stuff just because we want to goof on 
X-Men number one for 20 minutes on this podcast. Yeah. We uh, want to ask how Professor Xavier got in this chair that he's in in the first page. I want to, I want to talk about Yabo and not Lawbo. You know what I'm saying? You feel yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, the other thing that I that distinctly jumped out for me to, for, compared to modern comics, and this is going to continue for a while, is just how goddamn wordy they are. Like, we just have to explain everything that's happening on the panel, and it's just exhausting. You know, it, it's a, it's funny that you say that in modern comics, because that's a problem that I think all three of these issues mm-hmm. we're talking about for the rest of the week have. Like, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like, Claremont's super wordy. Yes. Uh, giant size number one is pretty wordy mm-hmm. um this first one is wordier and worst pa- worst paced yes but they're all wordy um and this is like thought bubbles and narration and a lot of things doing double duty um i think one of the things i think about is i used, a long time ago i bought a big collected edition of uh the windsor mckay little nemo strips okay uh, newspaper strips which are beautiful art if you've never seen those but the way they used to do those was they would have the thing happening in panel have the characters talk about it and then have narration at the bottom saying what it was so every single panel of these newspaper comics you got the message three times it made it reading them excruciating mm. like they're incredibly beautiful to look at but i wouldn't read them for anything uh, yeah. it's not a good it's not a good look I, that sounds miserable to be honest with you <laughs> um not fun the uh yeah. so we're gathering our x-men we're going to explain what all of their powers are there's some really funny panels in here you mentioned professor xavier just being in this chair uh, how, like how did he get there in the middle of an empty room um i like i like uh Iceman on the pole like he's just immediately mm-hmm. on the pole uh, it's very fun to me doing a little fireman thing i also yeah. like Iceman's shoes beast was outside <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah yeah beast was just hanging out outside for no reason and like there's going to be a lot of like dealing with professor xavier making sure that xavier can talk to you like it's it's really it's just wild to me that they were like yes we've got the father figure and we need we we need to drive that home as much as possible it's very early on this is a very 60s conception of a father yes like Professor Xavier's second line is, you are ordered to appear at once. Class is now in session. Tardiness will be punished. And, like, my conception of Professor Xavier is just like, you know, I opted into this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I came here by choice, buddy. Like, how are you going to punish me? Well, like, when, when, when Jean Grey shows up, she doesn't even know what the school is for. She's like, I just, you know, nope. I just, I just, I, like, it's almost, it reads like she got fucking kidnapped is what it reads like like he like he <laughs> mind wiped his fucking her her parents and we're like all right come well, give me your your hot redhead daughter i guess in, in the second issue he talks about how he has feelings for her and she'll never reciprocate them because he's in a wheelchair so uh <laughs> like early x-men is fucked up and stupid yes very much so which is a product of his time um because a yeah. lot of things in the 60s were fucked up and stupid uh, we're going to go through our training montage, which shows everybody our powers. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a lot of, you did good. You did that at exactly the right time. There's a lot of like, beast, do this Man, in three seconds. Stuff. Yeah. Like I, yeah. it's very strange to me and I, I, I dig it though. I actually kind of thought it was funny. Yeah. I also really like everyone tripping over themselves to make professor Xavier comfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like Cyclops's classic line, come on, Angel, let's tilt the professor's chair back and make him more comfortable, exclamation point. <laughs> With pleasure, Cyclops. Fast forward 60 years and that dude is going to execute that man. Cyclops is going yeah. to execute that dude in a comic book. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 uh, it makes sense. Like, it's like, I would, at, at this point, you know, you, you would look back on this and be pretty embarrassed. Absolutely. Um, um, 
Go ahead. This is a this is a proto danger room. Mm-hmm. Like this is before we got the danger room that is uh, all lasers and, and sentinels and shit. This is when it's just a bunch of trapeze and like mechanical missile launchers and such that you have to do in exactly three seconds and hold for exactly two seconds. Um, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to see. Like it used to be very like clang clang. Like this is the kind of stuff that arcade has. Yes, mm-hmm. you know um spikes a lot of real like one use machines in my opinion right like like this <laughs> yes. this stuff that you're testing angel with you can't test cyclops with is what i'm saying like yeah, a lot of unitaskers <laughs> a lot of unitaskers um yeah. which again you know hey 1960s we'll make one thing and have it work yeah. for one thing um this is, this is when the clock radio was still a huge innovation and in, like, convenience ex- exactly and yeah. efficiency um like wait wait wait, which is it and also i actually kind of dig the fact that they're like they're they're training and they're like good but they're not perfect right like angel messes up because he doesn't really know how how to hover yet which i think is very funny Mm -hmm. um and like beast is going to get too cocky and Iceman's going to get like mad like all of this stuff like is just very it's i can see being a kid in the 60s and picking this up and having a great time with it right and getting completely wrapped up into it well, and they're, and they're weirdos. This was, 60s X-Men was sold on weirdness. Mm-hmm. You know, these were not, uh, you know, very handsome people with an emblem on their chest. This is like, you know, you have a guy who just looks like a snowman the entire time. You know, with no face. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're ugly. Uh, you know, so the, the uh, Iceman, and the, we're getting the bare minimum of characterization here. Like, Cyclops is... Uh, you know, kind of straight laced, but it's before he's really defined. Um, Beast and Iceman are kind of goofballs mm-hmm. in this. Iceman being the more immature one. Um, he does the he shows us by dressing up as a snowman, and uh, you know, because he's not getting enough training to do. And uh, this is all part of the training. Professor X incepts into Beast's mind that he toss a bowling ball from a locker, a bowling ball locker. Uh, at him I, I just like the same locker that had the snowman outfit in this danger room right yeah. <laughs> like yeah, just, danger room has everything um also i don't think snowmen hold brooms is that a thing i, I dude i don't know i don't I, I, yeah. I, I mean my experience with snow like i went to colorado once and i was like this isn't cold it's just snowy it's weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh I, it's been a long time since i've seen a snowman i guess they were bigger in the 60s do you um, do you want to yeah build a snowman build a snowman mm-hmm. do you want to do you want to build a snowman uh i really like when iceman throws the bowling ball back and beast is kind of saying like hey right in the old pocket let's be the harlem globetrotters and professor x's response is silence <laughs> <laughs> lesson is not over you were in <laughs> class so funny you will be punished um and then he <laughs> and he mentally tells cyclops to like okay now is your time like they're distracted and they're arguing it's time for you to like blast the fuck out of them and he does he puts he puts beast yeah. in a wall to the point like where like in the uh avengers affinity war where when he when fucking hulk gets like trapped in that rock like that's how beast is right now it's ridiculous yeah yeah uh you know and then uh you know so they're continuing uh to train uh until the whims of professor x uh says you know uh it's it's time you know he just freaks out and yells at them that they're done um you know they he congratulates them and then says uh, you may be interested to learn at this very moment i sense a, a taxi at our main gate within the vehicle is a new pupil 
a most attractive young lady and everybody goes into like cartoon wolf mode it's wild dude you know? like i just i just it's and i know again I, I know this is a date and time but like every single person in the class is like meow like and it's like yeah doing like like uh, being like beast is like overly aggressive in all of this like he is he's like don draper almost or what's yeah. what was the uh <laughs> what was the little kid to don draper's to don draper he was like was it pete or something the guy don drapey don Dra- I, I don't know yeah. <laughs> Little Donnie Drapey. Boy. Little Donnie Drapey. Yeah. I, I, uh, I also, what's really interesting because now in the comics, uh, Iceman is gay, mm-hmm. canonically gay. That's been fan subducts forever. It begins here. Like, I've, I've forgotten about that. Like, er, you know, all the dudes are wolfing out. And his first line about uh, Jean Grey is a girl, big deal. I'm glad I'm not a wolf like you guys. You know, and I'm like, oh, like, you know, I, I don't think that intent matters that much. I also don't think that Stanley intended Iceman to be gay in 1963 but it's interesting that there is evidence and like threads this far back yeah that you can that you can pull together if you wanted to um yeah this reads to me it's just like Iceman is younger than the rest of the boys like he's not into girls yet Um, yeah even though he immediately gets into girls in a moment (laughs) because meow okay hey redhead right and in my in my in my vision wow look at that um We, we uh a real living doll um we get to find out what X-Men stands for. We get the origins of that. Finally. Uh, this is why I call my students X-Men for extra power, uh, which I really love. In the modern um, context of what extra means, I think that's even extra funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just go a little too far. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, uh, these outfits the, these guys uh, wear. It's yep. all pretty good. Yeah, these these, yeah. these are very, like all of them adjusting like what like beast his suit just being so fucking huge man this is fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. those giant pockets on the front like what are you doing yeah <laughs> the uh the fashion uh 60s x-men fashion is great cyclops has a bow tie and a, a sweater vest God. like a V neck sweater over a t-shirt point dexter really, really this is before he learned how to yeah. like karate chop a dude so like he's still kind of a nerd right <laughs> very very good uh, we, as they're bringing a chair over for, uh, Jean Grey, she takes matters into her own hands or her own power and like jerks the chair up so fast that, uh, Beast has to jump over it if he doesn't get hit. And that's how it's revealed that she has telekinesis. Um, mm-hmm. and she shows it off by picking up a book and then putting it on the shelf. Yep. Uh, because reading gets boring after a point. Yep. Um, Professor Xavier, uh, gives some, some exposition at this point. You know, it's saying, uh, just says why he founded the school. He thinks he might have been the first mutant. Um, he says what his powers are, uh, you know, and uh, guess he hasn't read the Eternals, huh? Mm. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, 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 uh, a little man made it named Enzabanur. Um, he talks about a childhood accident that left him in the wheelchair that's going to be retconned later. Uh, it's also very 60s where if you're in a wheelchair, you have to like loudly proclaim what put you there to everybody. Super cool, head off their mm-hmm. questions. Uh, Beast gets grabby uh, and kissy in a, in a gross way, and Jean Grey rightfully levitates him and spins him uh, and then dumps him on a couch, which is the way you should treat that. Uh, and Bobby is huge into this, but mostly just for, like, giving him shit. Yeah. Like, what a gal. I hope she keeps him up there, or that big ape up there forever. Um, He's really having a good time with this, with this new chick, just putting Beast in his place. Um, 
Yeah. Professor Xavier tells them, like, hey, like, we're not, we have this. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut the Mission. fuck up. <laughs> I will punish you. Um, but we, we founded this school to help mutants, but also because there's mutants out there that don't have humanity's well-being. Um, and we need to protect mankind from those mm-hmm. evil mutants. And then cut to our first ex- introduction to Magneto, um, mm-hmm. who has been planning to take over some bombs because uh, I guess they're doing some test rocket launches. And his goal is to mess them up. I'm not going to steal the rocket. Yep. It's not going to make them blow up. I'm just going to mess <laughs> it up a little bit. He's basically just making SpaceX happen. Yes. Yes. Like, it just like, what if a rocket failed? Magneto. <laughs> um, the, uh, his characterization early on, like, it's very two-dimensional, but he's also, uh, this is like when we first hear about Homo Superior mm-hmm. as an idea. His kind of supremacist uh, leanings are here, even though it's before his background. So it's before you get the kind of ironic uh nature of it it's wild like the homo superior stuff being planted this early too like i like a lot of really creative ideas are in this comic book for being you know number one and then like the ability to pick for of you know artists and creative people to pick this stuff up from years and years and years down the line strength to the the, speak to the strength of the idea yeah um you know him messing up the this is like a pr thing like him messing up the the rocket later he goes to a military training thing and aims the guns uh for the people he doesn't just like wholesale slaughter them but then it escalates quickly when he controls a tank which is something that uh magneto doesn't do a lot uh in the modern comics and when he does he signs uh in skywriting mm-hmm. uh surrender the base or i'll take it by force exclamation point and then a very beautiful cursive magneto signature i mean just in the god i love that so much that's so dumb it's so stupid and i love it so much like because it took more time like he and i for absolutely believe that he had to practice this like he had whatever whatever those dust particles that he's using like he does this a lot right like use a pen (laughs) like (laughs) eric (laughs) come on my dude you don't have to use your power Um, for everything jesus christ um just incredible to skywrite the army a message yeah um and he says he's going to uh show them a demonstration of his power and he uses his magnetic power to overload a bunch of rockets, which start shooting off into the ocean, thankfully. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, the you know, as he's walking to the base, the guards are like, hey, we're going to shoot you. And he's like, but you can't uh, because I have magnetic powers, which is, are, is also basically telekinesis at this point. He, he, there's, a, there's a panel of him strutting <laughs> and him throwing all the, the guys away from him. That is also incredible. You like, can just hear the material. doop, doop. doop. <laughs> just noise in the back of that in the... <laughs> like, just the, the ending theme from the wire cuts in immediately <laughs> as soon as he goes in the military base uh just incredible stuff but he's he can use magnets for everything um i love the confidence of this though like that's also good early characterization of him just walking into a military base like he's got no worries mm-hmm. you know um i think that's rad and uh he takes over the military base keeps it at all yep uh he puts up a magnetic fence around them Mm-hmm. yep cut back to the mansion where all the dudes are trying to skeeve on marvel girl trying on her outfit super cool guys uh jesus christ dudes they they do the the four guys like the totem pole kind of stacked up over um peeking over a wall mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is very funny uh and they get caught you know because because they, they should uh and before they can get tried for their uh you know harassment professor xavier yells at them to come to attention immediately within 15 seconds no excuses will be tolerated 
And then we get cut over exactly 15 seconds later. Um, <laughs> like somebody with this much of punctuality would be, I, I would also kill them. Oh my God. Like I've been a, like a soft core Xavier apologist throughout this podcast. Uh, I had forgotten about his ultra punctuality. And, and the, like the, the constant reminding of it too, right? Like you have 15 yeah. seconds, you have three seconds. You need to do this in 10 seconds. Like imagine if like I asked Autumn, it's like, hey, are you up? Can you grab me a beer? You have 10 seconds. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Fucking or ridiculous. Severe, no, no excuses will be tolerated. Excuse me? No, I get, I get to make excuses. No, no. Just I'm just a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to say that yeah. to me. Um, yeah. Of course, he's going to send them out to uh, battle Magneto and save the military base. Um, we, get, we get to all of the... X-Men kind of suiting up. Uh, I love the fact that Angel is wearing like full on fucking pajamas under this. That dude must be like a thousand degrees <laughs> at all times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a mascot costume. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the uh, Professor Xavier's powers basically also work for anything they need him to because he drives the jet even though he's not on it. Yep. Um, he guides it with thought impulses. Sure. Uh, it, and there's a pretty boring standoff happening here at the military, just walking up to Magneto's shield and shooting it with whatever they have and just it not working. You know, guys just staying there shooting tanks at it and nothing happens uh, until the X-Men show up. And in classic X-Men form, they don't like show up and are like, hey, we're the X-Men. We're going to help. But they're like, hey, we're the X-Men. We're going to help. Get the fuck out of the way. And they start immediately no using their power. Yeah, I got, I got to get the fuck yeah. out of here. And like Marvel Girl picks up six dudes and tosses them. And I'm like, I, yep. there's no way that they would interpret that as aggression. Like, you got to chill out. Yeah. She does the same thing Magneto did just a little while ago, except less like confidently, less strutily. Yeah. Uh, beast like leapfrogs over one of them which would, it's all because they're standing in the way like it's real low stakes action did you, can, <laughs> can you imagine leapfrogging just any soldier in the american army in any american army right now any american Dude, armed force right now i'm trying to imagine leapfrogging another fully grown man like even somebody who i trust yeah and, like is unviolent or have you or know? allowing like, them to do it to you or them doing it like yeah. even a friend doing it to you and then like it was not even you it didn't quite have your consent it was like oh that we're gonna i'm gonna leapfrog over gary with the, without with, with, as a surprise like a warning like first of all i've got a lot of nerve damage in my neck yeah second of all <laughs> we're two grown adults and we don't do that third of all we're it's weird old <laughs> you're being yeah, strange you, you might die too <laughs> like it's not just gonna be me like iceman literally freezes their guns solid yeah like why those guns cost like forty dollars it comes out of my paycheck i have three kids on the base okay stop it (laughs) this is where angel's time to shine is because he has the only power where he doesn't have to disrupt everybody absolutely fly over people he's got this like super powered politeness um cyclops god bless him shoulder checks the magnetic field first of course (laughs) trying to bust through (laughs) i love i um Um, when he starts blasting it though uh we get this panel where his whole head becomes the beam that i don't his face is gone that's incredible looking i I, I don't know what it is about the 1960s and people not having faces that i'm like yeah this is a whole thing i'm into it (laughs) it's i mean it's one of the big reasons why people like 60s comics it's not because of the writing it's because of the dumb shit that happens and the Mm -hmm. art you know and stuff like this is really appealing yeah like that panel is incredible looking um just really surreal and weird um magneto sees um, him coming shoots a bunch of rockets at him uh so they start uh doing some evasive maneuvers basically angel is uh 
pulling them away while you know uh, Iceman is throwing ice grenades at them which just look like snowballs like what is the grenade yeah. part of that why is it not just ice <laughs> what makes it a grenade Bobby ice, yeah, Bobby. yeah. <laughs> like what is what is the explosive element inside this piece of ice that you well, just handed to me they, they very specifically don't explode he he freezes their uh noses so they don't explode yeah but they're ice grenades they're the opposite of a grenade yeah i've played diablo <laughs> I, when you have an ice grenade they're supposed to blow up at the end that's all i'm saying <laughs> come on dude what class are you rocking oh, seriously don't frosting over the shit um so you know they're they're uh they do this they're teaming up though that's kind of the important part um even right from the get uh they're able to do that which is cool yeah, uh, Beast um, catches one with his feet when Angel leads it over there to him, and then Miss Marvel is able to grab it from his feet uh, telepathically, thankfully, and then throw it into the <laughs> ocean. Um, and then Magneto has this moment of like, "Damn, these youngins are kind of kind of a problem right now. Maybe I need to stress a little bit. Yeah. I had no sweat on this, but maybe I need to sweat a little bit." Yeah, yeah. And he does his uh, his move where he just takes a bunch of random junk and throws it at the X Men. Mm-hmm uh you know then there's a panel of him hiding like a hitman level behind a, a like a tank or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i love the idea of magneto hiding from the x-men do you think that you could like, do a very hit, funny a hitman level where you attend like a superhero party like do you think they could pull that off when people like actually had like a venture brother style superhero party or even like an x-men style the superhero party you know what i'm saying <laughs> You're, I think telepaths would fuck it up, but it, it, with a with a the correct makeup, like yeah, yeah, and it'd be really cool. Mm. There's um uh, one of the DLCs for the first uh, Hitman reboot game involves them shooting um the in universe version of Iron Man. Oh, okay. Um, like the movie of it in a place, and you have to kill the star uh, of it. And if you do, you can disguise yourself as him, and you can walk around in the Iron Man suit. It doesn't do anything; it's a movie suit. Sure, yeah. But they they kind of fuck around with that the kind of iconography, and it's pretty fun. I need to. I really just need to spend some time with those games. I, I played like a little bit of the first one. and was like, this seems good. I'll never play it again. <laughs> the, the, to, like when I want when I have that itch, they're the best thing in the world. Yeah. Like, uh, and we got the the third one on the schedule for WAF now, so I'm really excited to have a chance to dig in. Um, as he's hiding behind this piece of scenery, he realizes it's rocket fuel, and he uses his magnetic powers to light it on fire somehow, and then just sends it over to the X Men, going at what looks like, you know at the speed of slug right like it just yeah. looks like it's it's just not going very fast um the, the panel where he pushes it is so fat he's he's a big and you, you never get to see fat magneto <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so incredible they gave us fat thor in avengers maybe in yeah. the mcu we'll get fat magneto uh if they introduce him as out of shape and the reason why he hasn't been in the movies is because he needs to lose weight sure okay like all the mutants just haven't participated in any of this stuff because they're all out of shape. They're all just bad mutants. Like, none of them know how to use their powers. They, none of them can be bothered. Like, what if they're just all, like, yeah. super affected teens that don't give a shit? Like, Captain America is, or I guess, you know, Bucky or somebody, whoever's left in the MCU, is like, we need to we need to fight Galactus. And they're like, nah, I'm good. I wasn't there for the snap, yeah, and y'all took care of that. So, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I've got the, I'm working on this 12-day beard, and, uh. I don't know if I want to shave it. And then like, that's the, end. the, um, but they, uh, they get buried in rubble. They don't die. Mm-hmm. And then they bust out and get the drop. Yes. Uh, on Magneto, uh, zapping him until he eventually disappears. He escapes. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the general um, is super happy about this. He's like, Oh, you call yourselves the X-Men. I will not ask you to reveal your true identities because I am not a real <laughs> army guy. Because <laughs> yeah, I bought this costume from a surplus store. <laughs> um, 
and this is their introduction. He calls them uncanny. That's where the first, you know, appellate of uncanny comes from. And uh, as their as Professor X is using his thoughts to fly them back home, uh, he says, you know, well done. Return to me, my X-Men. And we get a little editorial note. You've just read the first issue of X-Men. It's going to be huge. Uh, it's the strangest heroes of all. Don't miss super issue number two. Yep. Um, which features the Vanisher and Professor Xavier saying, uh, again, um, I think that uh, Jean Grey is really hot. And I would love to bone her, but I can't because I'm in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. So, if that's, uh, that's what you want to see, it's extant. Excellent. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, um, this was a, this was actually yeah. a blast to read for me. Like, I don't know how you felt about it, but like going back to something like this and um, even with all of the weird sexism stuff, which I kind of knew was already in there. So had prepared myself for like, don't really care about that much. It was written 50 fucking years ago. So, um, it, but just the funny stuff is very funny. Like just Bobby Drake, just being like Yabo all the time and being a <laughs> dressing up like a, I, an, like a, um, snowman is very funny to me. And like all sorts of weird stuff is, is, I don't know. It's just very fun. Like it was, this was real breezy and easy to read to me. It wouldn't be fun to me if I didn't care about the X-Men, you know, like if I didn't already have investment in these characters and knew where they went, I think it would feel a little generic to me. Yeah. Like sure. all of that added context is funny to me because I know who these people are. You know, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So like it, I also had a lot of fun reading it. I've tried many times to just like do a read of Uncanny X-Men. I always lose steam um, because they eventually get really boring. You start fighting like Eric the Red and Lucifer and shit. And I'm like, ah, I'm OK. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're mimic, mimic shows up. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that like, yeah. you know, some of this stuff just doesn't hold up over time but it's fun to like dip into every once in a while like it's not necessarily fun to like i think it's fun to read um on a very on a barrel basic surface level like i don't get a i don't get a lot of value out of like doing a real deep dive or and i don't care anything Mm -hmm. about canon so like i don't i don't give a shit like what this sets up for the future or anything like that it's it's a it's a fun before bed gummy read exactly yeah so um thanks everybody for listening we appreciate you we do. Next issue, we'll be talking, or next episode, we'll be talking about Giant Size X Men number one from 1975. Um, looking forward to that. All your faves, your Nightcrawlers and your Colossi mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. showing up. That's going to be real good. Um, if you like this show, go to patreon.com slash TV or leave a rating or review or tell your friends. That's the best thing you can do to spread the word. Absolutely. Um, or what I found about people doing on Twitter the other day for a different podcast was just posting videos of the podcast so that the people could listen to the audio on Twitter. Do that. Take your favorite joke. Yeah. Don't tag me in it. That, that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Just, just do it. Don't, don't let us know you're doing yeah. it. It's much more do fun it, that don't way. Don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, share it with your friends. That's the best way to grow. Um, and we will be back soon with more X-Men. Yeah.